0: Well, Black Friday, I guess, officially kicks off the buying season. Boy, are we getting bombarded with ads for buying right now. I mean, it's Cyber Mondays and Black Fridays and everything else. But there's a real enigma about retail sales right now. On the one hand, we've had record sales for Black Friday, $9.8 billion. Adobe Analytics said they were up 7.5%. But Neiman Marcus came out last week and said, you know, we're worried that the luxury consumer is getting really cautious, they're getting cost-conscious, and we're worried about the future. In fact, we've heard a lot of retailers say they may have to do couponing. One man who knows retail very well is Ray Washburn. He's the chairman of the board of Sunoco, and, of course, president and CEO of Charter Holdings, which, among other things, owns Highland Park Village. Good to have you with us.
1: Good. David, thank you for having me.
0: So, what about the? I mean, this was a customer that you could always count on. Neiman saying that the luxury customer is getting apprehensive. That was, and that's, that's your bread and butter, too.
1: Yeah. Well, David, what's been interesting in retail sales, if you look at when the stimulus checks came in, you know, a couple, three years ago, you started getting customers that were shopping in luxury stores and at Neiman's. That isn't your typical luxury buyer, but all of a sudden they were had some extra money. So they thought, well, we'd go out and buy a purse or a scarf or some shoes that normally they couldn't afford. So that kind of created a false bubble in the luxury market that really wasn't reported widely that was happening. And you could see it when you went and saw the customer profile in the stores. That really screwed up their supply chain logistics, which created another bubble in there, which made the typical luxury customer buy more because they didn't think they would have an opportunity to buy buy because they thought things were running out. Since that time, things have have rolled off. And one thing you you've seen is if you look at credit card debt, it's over a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars. Three or four years ago, pre-pandemic, it was running about six or 700 billion. So what has happened is people's credit card bills, they just kept spending and spending and spending. In fact, if you look last week from sales Black Friday, how many people bought on a buy now, pay later type thing? So you're going to see a massive, massive hit next year when people's bills start coming due. The other thing is people had to start paying their student debt back. And that was another drag. Higher interest rates on mortgages was a drag. And I just think next year is going to be a very, very difficult year in retail sales that hasn't shown up yet because people are still buying
0: is it is it going to go back to normal you know we we talk about the the travel industry as pre you know 2019 and after 2019 back when it was sort of normal and there was a lot of revenge tra- revenge travel that's been taking place too people had money and they were built up they wanted to go someplace they're probably probably the travel industry it isn't going to be as hot anymore after this this bubble's over with but is it really going to go down or is it going to go back to where it was to normal
1: well, it, going back to where it was, I mean, we've had an incredible amount of inflation in the last three years. And as you know, we, I own Micasino restaurants, and you know, we have 27 restaurants in Dallas-Fort Worth. We've all had to raise our prices, okay, as well as the inflationary price on in luxury goods. I bet luxury goods have gone up 20 25%, right? So back to the new normal, I mean, if you say, oh, it would be the same sales as last time, well, that's after a 20% rise in prices. Every restaurant has raised their prices 10 to 15% in the last three years. Our customer counts are flat, but our sales are up. Everyone says, oh, that's great. Well, that's really just an inflationary bump. One thing we've seen in the restaurant industry right now is is our commodity prices are flat, which is good going into next year. But we've already captured the, the rise in prices like that. So the key right now is just keeping your customer headcount's the same because we've already captured the price piece. So yeah, you're, you, can't, thing-
0: you can't raise them anymore for a while.
1: Well, we can't raise them anymore, so we've got to maintain the customers we've got. Yeah, but yeah. if commodity prices start to backslide a little bit, you know, people aren't going to lower prices. I mean, you're not going to lower restaurant prices. You're not going to lower the price of a margarita or a price of uh, luxury stores aren't going to start dropping their prices. So they're going to be able to capture that margin. It's just, are as many people are going to be shopping. And the concern on the luxury side is people's consumer debt gets back to credit card debt. Are they going to have any money to spend? Because they're going to be looking up this spring and they're going to have to start. I think part of the pandemic, what it has done to people, it has put the mentality is I want to be taken care of now. I'm going to buy now. Why worry about the future? You know, in the COVID, everyone thought I'm going to die. So I'm going to go and spend today. And I think that mentality, especially with younger people, is still there. They're just spend, spend, spend.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. And, and, and clearly, I think, you, I think you're onto to something there. Let me ask you about the other side, because you're really involved in real estate, obviously, with this and, mm-hmm. you know, the Waters Creek and everything else. But Highland Park Village had always been billed as the second oldest shopping center in the United States of America, second only to, to one in, uh, in Kansas City. And now you're buying it. The Country Club Plaza, how did that
1: come on the market? Well, actually, we have not closed on it yet, but we do have it under contract. That is that is correct. Um, we uh, it, it's a it, it's a long story, but it was owned by uh, Mace Rich and Tallman, two two large REITs, and as they just it's they're mall operators, not so much open air operators, and that's kind of our specialty. You know, we own, as you said, Waters Creek and Allen. We also own uh, centers and. Downtown Aspen. We own a thing called Philip's Place in Charlotte. It's kind of the Hump Park Village of Charlotte, and so uh, we were approached to buy it because it's kind of our specialty. It's a million square feet on fifteen city blocks. So it's whereas the Hump Park Village is two hundred fifty thousand feet. So I mean, it's it, it, it's a big one for sure,
0: and and old and and you know, sort of uh, iconic too. But it also seems to be a reflection of what's going on in the real estate market. Is that we've been hearing about a real estate market collapse, commercial real estate collapse that's coming, high interest rates and, you know, having to roll over debt, and now it's beginning to come home. Are you going to be an opportunist through this? Do you see that coming?
1: Oh, absolutely. We, we are very active. I've actually hired a team uh, late summer that's just out analyzing a lot of deals. Well, what's what's kind of happening now right now in the commercial market is it's a lenders and borrowers with interest rates going up you know, people that would typically were a merchant builder. Example, you'd build what we were able to sell let's say an apartment complex, brand new at a three and a half to four cap a year ago. Without buyers today are saying now we only want to pay a five and a half to six cap or six and a half or or higher. So the sellers don't want to sell. Their lenders that are construction lenders, which typically have a two or three year note, are going to be pushing a lot of product to market this spring and summer, I mean, where you're really going to see the commercial market become disengaged is next year. That's why I think 2024 is a very challenging year. I mean, the saying is stay alive till 25 because everybody wants to try to keep the ball on the field till 2025. But the disengagement is coming between what everyone was building to over the last four or five years into what the reality in the market is today. But Interest rates, if they stay where they are today, I mean, it's going to create a lot of disengagement in the, in the commercial field.
0: Disengagement. I like that. That's a good euphemism.
1: Yeah. And look, blood, one of the big differences. Bloodletting blood well, is another term. I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the big differences this time between previous things is a lot, a lot of the lenders this time are what we would consider non-traditional lenders. They're not the bank's. They're more in the not the insurance companies like in previous cycles. Now there are a lot of funds, hedge funds, people like that, that got in the construction lending business. So they're a little bit more flexible and they're more apt just to take property back than they let it get foreclosed. So unlike the RTC, when the government ended up with all the savings and loan properties, this time most of the lenders are non-traditional. So it's going to be interesting how things are handled between borrowers and their lenders. And it'd be interesting to
0: see how long this cycle is, too. If this was brought on by, you know, unusual circumstances and we get back to normalcy, maybe it won't be that long. But for right now, uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on retail and look for some bargains out there. Ray Washburn is the CEO of Charter Holdings, which owns, among other things, Holland Park Village. We wish you a happy holiday selling season.
1: Okay. Thank you, David.
0: Thanks a lot for more conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio, 1080 KRLD.